All right, Dave. I have a I have a question for you. We, uh, are you are you ready for this? Are you ready for this this hot hot take coming in here? I can't guarantee that I am, but I'll do my best. I guess it's not really a hot take. It's more of a, just a question uh, uh, on on your part here. Um, and I already forgot what it was, but I do have a substitute question, Dave. How many games do we give Bryce Young before it's before it's uh hashtag over? How many more I think games? you're gonna have two seasons. Two se- two full seasons? Okay. Do you I guess yeah. as as a, on- as a supplementary question, do you if you were if I said Dave, you are in control of of, of the Panthers decision making for a day. You get to hire the head coach to work with Bryce Young, who do you think you'd pick? I'd pick the coordinator for the Lions. Ben Ben I always get the Johnsons mixed up because the one for the Eagles everybody hates, and then the Giants isn't. I think other, it's Ben Johnson. I think it's Ben Johnson. Yeah, I think Brian Johnson's the Eagles guy. Um, I like Ben yeah. Johnson a lot, so I would also agree. Um, I think also uh, I think Ben Solak on the Ringer show said that there was somebody else that he brought up. Uh, the guy from the Dolphins, the OC for the Dolphins, was the guy he mentioned for the job. Um, in terms of running stuff with Bryce Young, you know, kind of more RPO stuff, um, get him moving, because that's kind of where he's best. But I agree. I mean, I think he's definitely off to a horrendous start, but um, I don't know. I think I think we rush to judgment a little too quickly on these guys, um, and you know, he's that, still, yeah, he's still really young, and honestly, yeah. like the talent around him blows. I mean, the talent it might be the worst like offensive roster in the league, and we certainly have something to say about that as Patriots fans, um, as we watch the Patriots every week. Brandon, I got a question for you, stemming off the incredible. Um, Patriots that we get to watch every single week. Uh, who would you start at quarterback? You have your pick of any free agent quarterback or the two um, on the roster currently. Who would you choose to start this week against the Chargers if you were, if you were Bill Belichick? You're in his shoes. Who are you choosing? Uh, I mean, I don't even think it really matters between Mac and Zappi because I think the result's going to be the same. Um, I thought you were asking about next year for starters and I do have a dark horse player in terms of who I think would be cool if the Patriots went after. Brian Hoyer. Um, what's that? Brian Hoyer. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. No, <laughs> but um, Tyler, Kyler Murray. Uh, I don't know what's good with him with the, with the Cardinals. And, you know, I've kind of got if, – if Bill's going to be here, and obviously we, who knows about what's going to happen there. But, you know, there's definitely some hesitation about him with the rookie quarterback. Maybe if you have someone who you already know is good, but he needs a new, new sense of scenery – Cardinals are just as bad as us, so they could be in the mix for a quarterback, um, you know, just as easily as we could be. So, and I think that'd be an interesting sort of dark horse to go after. I know a lot of people don't like him. I know he's kind of a smaller quarterback, but uh, compared to getting it back to the question about this week, compared to who's going to be starting under center on Sunday, um, it'd be a vast improvement. But as far as this week goes, I mean... (laughs) How many times are you going to bench Mac, especially in the same season? He's been, been benched like three times in the last five games. Um, but again, Zappi hasn't done anything to prove he belongs there either. So I guess just keep doing what you're doing. Run Mac out for uh, a half. Bite your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Run Mac out for the, for a half. Wait for him to screw up enough that you have to take him out. And then do the same with Zappi. Because um, we're, we're clearly in tank mode at this point. Did yeah. you not see the drive that I saw where Zappi led them down the field with the minus 1.5 yard per completion average? 
that's that the, that's the, the stuff of franchise QB. Not everyone can do that. That's, and the crazy thing is, that's one of the best drives that this team has had the entire season. <laughs> one of the oh, it might be the best offensive drives. Yeah, I take mean, out like the Bills game because there was a couple of good ones in there. This was probably one of the best tries outside of that. I mean, I don't know, man. Tim Boyle's the only quarterback that can give us a run for our money the next seven games or six <laughs> games, like whatever it is. The next six games. Dave and I were talking a little off air about it, Brandon. Like. They're really the Jets. Are the only team you look at in the last week of the season, you're like every other team on this schedule. Like I don't think there's a chance they could possibly beat. Like, com- like compare like they they just played Gardner Minshew and Tommy DeVito, and they could put up and they put up six seven points on those teams, and then they've got now Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. I know Kenny Pickett's nothing special, but he's a little bit better now that Matt Canada's gone. Um, Russell Wilson, who looks different looks better than he has the past than over the past couple of years so really it's just the tim boyle show i'm josh allen also is mixed in there i know they beat the bills but they're not beating the bills again this year that's that's not gonna happen um so it really comes down to week 18 we're gonna have to see where we're at by then but i think i like the patriots to at least lose their next five games i think that they're they're in a good position for that to happen but we'll see we'll see what happens um but today we're doing a little uh little, little nba talk a little nba a little nba action well, we do. I feel like this is like a yearly tradition, right, Dave? Our our U twenty five draft. I feel like we do this like every year, because I know I know we did it. Yeah, we've done it for the we, Boston. I think we do, yeah. We've done it for Boston sports for sure. Um, and I know you've already mentioned that you want to take Gogo Gogo Batazzi uh, with your top pick, and he will still be on the board. Don't worry. Once when he gets to you, um, but he better be. Uh, the draft order has been determined by the random dot org randomizer. I know it's going to sound like it's rigged, but I did get the first pick. You're welcome. Uh, Dave, you're going to pick second, and then, Brandon, you'll get the swing on the uh, the wheel pick there. It's a snake draft. So, Brandon will get two picks, then back to Dave, then me for two, and so on and so forth. Um, so, that means I'm first, and I know um, Yeah? So, be- so, before you go, yes. I just want to know that I'm doing this draft under protest yeah, because right. I think you cheated. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine if you think so. Brandon know, told me too. He's he's under. Protest. I also know why you're saying that is because you know I the know. guy. I'm, you know the guy I'm gonna take, and it's your guy. <laughs> so, I know why you're upset. I'm so playing in a protest. Yeah. All right. Um. I mean, my Jake, uh, Jake colluded with the odds makers. I did. Yeah. It's a thirty-three point three 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 percent chance for all of us, but I colluded with the odds makers. That's true. Um. I I saw on the I saw on the randomizer you had thirty-four percent. So yeah. I don't know what that's. About. Walter Whitehands, you got me. Yeah, Jake had the extra tenth of a percentage. You know, I uh, look. I may own a partial stake in Random.org. No, it's it might be the case. All right, D- so sue me. All right. Um. Anyway, I knew it. the uh, first overall pick goes to me. It's okay. I just uh, I just I rigged it. It's fine. Uh, and I'm very much so, very obviously going to take Luka Doncic. Um, it's the last year he's going to qualify for this, so might as well take him. Uh, I feel like he's been in that Jason Tatum camp of like 19 forever. Uh, but he is tw- it's his age 24 season. He'll turn 25 at some point. I actually know when his birthday is, but he'll turn 25 undeniably at some point. Um, and, I mean, it's just it's it's obvious. I mean, Luke is a perennial MVP candidate. Uh, he's one of the best players in the game. I know I give him some flack for his defense, but even with those shortcomings, he is just such an absolute sensation on the court. I mean, he's got really good vision, a great shot. He's very clutch. Um, I mean, I don't think there's really enough you could say about Luka Doncic, and I know that there's certainly not enough Dave can say about Luka Doncic because that's his guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, Luka's Luka's a freak out there. I mean, the Mavericks have 
you know, one of the worst defenses in the NBA, and the supporting cast is better than it's been in his time there, but it's still not elite, and yet people still pick them to be a playoff contender pretty much solely based off his presence, and I don't blame them. So uh, Luka definitely, for sure, is uh, my, my, my top overall pick. So, uh, Dave, you have the next pick. Anybody but Luka is available to you. I, and again, I know you don't want to go Isaiah Joe off the rip, but he is there. Just throwing it out there. I appreciate that because Isaiah Joe is a sniper. He is. Um, He's a good player. I'm. Th- I actually think when you look, when you take a step back, I know Luca's by far probably the best player in the draft, but Maxwell might be coming out on top here because there's true. like there's a group of five or six, and then mm-hmm. there's a step down. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm going to take far. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it's, I, I thought that was pretty. Think yeah. you, think, think that's pretty cut and dry. Sort of like when it was, you know these drafts that have top two established and everyone else it's in, in this draft, it was really Luca and Anthony Edwards to me. So I'll, I'll take Edwards. Yeah. I mean, I love Anthony Edwards. He's probably probably my favorite or top two or three favorite non Celtic in the NBA. I think he's just such a dynamic player. I mean, watching him play against us, he's just electric up and down the court, making big shots, facilitating for his team. I mean, the kids just got, you know, really good numbers on the year. And like we talked about a little off-air, Dave, I mean, he's that, – that Minnesota team is starting to realize his potential uh, from what they built, and he's going to be such a key key player in that going forward. So I love Anthony Edwards. I mean, if it weren't for Luka, I mean, next year when we do this exercise, Anthony Edwards is probably the number one pick. So maybe next year when it's not rigged for you – not rigged for me and I'm going second or third, maybe Dave gets him again, but we'll see. Um, but, Brand, you have back-to-back picks now. Um. So with Dave taking Edwards, um, which I did think was possible, it, it does put me in a tough spot because I've got two very similar players who I have to pick between two guys who I've been super high on for the longest. And I, Brandon, I, you know, now, I'm going to stop you right there. I know you want Denny of Dia, but there are a lot of guys also out there that you can oh, yeah, take. He, he's, can, you, uh, can you just take both of them now? He's the third pick. You could take uh, both I could, of them. I could, but I think they're kind of redundant. So, I mean, I'll consider it in these next few seconds, but the guy that I'm going to go with first is a guy who I've been saying all offseason was about to break out, and he's just a complete baller. Love watching this dude play. Like He just Moses plays basketball so much Moody. joy. I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Um, his scoring ability has been undervalued for a long time, and now that he's in a feature role, scoring like 25, 26 points a game or whatever it is at the moment, while also, you know, leading the team in assists, being the primary ball handler for the Sixers, giving Joel Embiid finally someone who can keep the ball uh, out of his hands for so often, first of all, and also keep him away from being on the perimeter for the majority of his his time on the court. Um, granted, other guys like, you know, Tobias Harris finally playing well um, are, are, you know, helping with that. But, you know, Maxi is definitely the most, you know, the biggest part about that team's um, surge as of now outside of Joel Embiid. So I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. Um, another Tyrese Halliburton. He's a guy who I absolutely love. Probably the best ball handler in the NBA. Definitely the best passer uh, in terms of just getting assists. Uh, you could say there's guys who are flashier than him, like Kyrie and Trey Young. But I think that Tyrese Halliburton is probably the best ball handler in the league. Um very strongly considering picking him, but I'm also thinking about balance and I'm also thinking about the future. And, you know, I'm kind of caught up in, in the, the frenzy with the number one pick. I'm going to go with Victor Wembanyama. Wow. For my next pick. Okay. Um, 
clearly a guy who's under 25, one of the youngest players in the league. So um, he's got a lot of room to grow. He's definitely been, you know, up and down so far in his NBA career, but we're talking about potential here. Um, you know, I don't think anyone surpasses him. So, uh, yeah, Wemby's my next pick. So, unfortunately for me, but fortunately for one of you, you guys get to take Tyrese Halliburton, whether it's Dave immediately or Jake after that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm set up, baby, because I got two guys on my big board that I'm going to get at least one of them. So, Dave. I'm super psyched because I get Halliburton. There you go. Uh, I think that's a perfect pairing with Edwards. And... Um, Good luck driving to the rim. Trying to son. figure out who Jake's taking. <laughs> Good luck getting to the I'm rim. Trying to figure out I'm trying to figure out who's Jake, who Jake is taking here. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But it rhymes with Schmanthony Schmack. All right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like Anthony Black though. No, 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 uh, no shade. But no. Even though you just threw shade at him, it's all right. I did. Halliburton. I'm almost, friends with him, so I'll just text him. Yo, Halliburton, 26 and 12 assists average per game. Not bad. <laughs> Almost four and rebounds, he's too. 40% from three, right? Yeah, uh, 45.6% entering today from three. And what what is he from the line? Uh, he is 91.5% from the line. So he's at a 50-40-90 this year. Yeah, that's what he's looking at right now. 51.8, 45.6, 91.5. So, I mean, that three-point number will come back down to earth. It's not going to stay at 45.6 all year. Um, cause he's averaging 8.3 a game. That's just, that's like an incredible shooting average, especially for one of the weirdest jump shots you will ever see, um, for a star player. But yeah, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, man, guys, guys, just a, a total freak of nature out there. He's having a total ascension this year. Big, big fan personally. Um, and, and before you go though, mm. you guys both have league pass, right? Yeah, uh, well, that's it's a sore subject for Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. I do have league pass, but oh. I have not been able to watch a game on league pass for the past two years. I, because I will say, I I will say the Pacers are by far the most fun team to watch. I, here's a question for you guys: Is Ty, I think Dave? I don't know if I texted you this. I think I don't know who I texted this to. Tyrese Halliburton is a top blank pacer of the past 20 years. Uh, it's a pretty short list. He's got to be five, right? Top five. Right? I mean, Paul George would be you up need, there. Who do you have ahead of him? Reggie Paul, Miller? Paul well, I wouldn't use, Reggie Miller, I, would, I don't even count because Reggie Miller was out of the league by like 04, 05, so I didn't even count him. Danny Granger? I don't. I think Danny Granger had one good year. I mean, Danny Granger was an all-star. He was. He was, but Halliburton will be. Oladipo? Maybe, but again, he, he had a very short peak, too. I mean, the only one I'm def- the only one definitively ahead of him is Paul George, like, without a doubt. But. Yeah. Other than that, do I we, mean. Do we count, uh, do we count David West? No Roy Hibbert love. <laughs> I do like Roy Hibbert, but no. Um. He was good those years. What about Jan Mahimi? Yeah. I, I think I think my point's been made here. I mean, the Pacers have had a pretty under the radar past twenty years. I mean, they had that run where LeBron owned them in the in the semifinals and conference finals, but um it's been they really haven't produced too many superstar level players. I mean produced quote unquote. I mean, I know Halliburton's not their guy not their homegrown guy, but they don't have many superstar talent, superstar level players. I mean, yeah, Oladipo made an an all-NBA team with them, so sure. Paul George was a a superstar with them, sure. So, 
we, you know, but I think top five at the very least. I mean, the kids just, I mean, we read the numbers. They don't lie. He's 23 years old. I mean, it's looking, it, it's looking like one of the better acquisitions of the past half decade or past decade. Um, incredible. So love the pick, Dave. Um, you're going to need some size at some point, though, out of these guys. Well, Halliburton could still grow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I suppose that's true. He can. Um, so, Dave, who do you think I'm taking? Mr. Mind Reader? I mean, I know I'm not going to say because it's a while before Pace get back to me. Even though I think you guys are going to take who I want to take before it gets to me anyway. Dave, you still there? Yeah. I, I asked, who do you think I'm going to take? Oh. Um, I didn't hear you. Uh, That's on me, I guess. It's a good question. I, I, I think... If I had to guess, I think you're going to go with, oh, man, I'm between two guys. Are you going to take Paolo or Chet? You are correct. I'm going to take one of those guys. I could take both of those guys if I wanted to. Um, I think you're going to take Paolo. No, nah, I'm going to take Chet. Um, oh, I, I thought you were a Paolo guy. I am, I'm a big Paolo guy. I could still take Paolo. I have back-to-back picks. But um, I'm definitely starting with Chet. Um, I mean, the, I know he's only played 16 games. He's not even averaging 30 minutes a game yet, but I know they're working him back up, I'm sure. But he's looked every bit as advertised um, here in his, I guess, red shirt rookie year. Um, he's emerged as a really, really talented player. I mean, he's just got such a ridiculous combination of size and athleticism. And I know he's obviously got to put some muscle on and, and grow a little bit in that sense, but he's off to a really solid start. I mean, he's averaging... Uh, only 18 and eight. I mean, it's not great, but he is shooting. He, he's shooting 43.8% from three, which is pretty impressive uh, for a guy his size. Um, 56.4% overall field goal percentage, 63.5% on, on twos. Um, do want to see the minutes per game tick up more, and I'm sure they will as he starts to re- recover and recuperate. But even, even other, I mean, Matthew's playing 38.4, but everybody else in this list is pretty much hovering around 30, 30, 33, 34. I mean, even Luca's only playing 35.1. Maxi, Maxi at 38.4 is pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. That's a lot of minutes. Um, that will catch up to him. Um, but he's still young. So I'll start with Holmgren. And the next one is where it gets tough. Because I know what you mean, Dave, when you say it's kind of a, a step down um, in terms of in terms of levels here. But you know what? <laughs> I like both those guys. So I'm going to take both those guys. I'll take Paolo too. I mean, I, lo- I just love watching Paolo play. I mean, I think the biggest improvement this year, obviously, for him is that he's shooting 43.6% from three. I mean, he's not taking – he's only taking three of them a game. But it is nice to see at least that his his percentages are improving from that part of the floor because that was a big struggle for him last year. I don't know if he cracked – did he even crack 30% last year? I don't think so. I thought he was low 30s. Yeah, he might have been low 30s. But I think most of the year – I think, Brandon, I think you're right. I think he didn't even crack 30 for most of the year. But he might have gotten there at the end. Um Orlando is obviously a, <laughs> an issue for the Celtics, as we've seen in the past couple of years. Um, but and I think I think Paolo is. I know people will say Franz Wagner as well as you know the another linchpin of that team. But I think Paolo is the straw that stirs the drink there. I think he's obviously the guy that that changes things and will be able to bring them to the next level as kind of the centerpiece um, in Orlando. So I like my start here with with those three guys. Um, so Dave, uh, it's back to you for your third pick. Paolo is who I wanted. I'm sorry. I knew, he get, I knew he wouldn't get to me, though. I knew he wouldn't get to me. But I can, I, I can tell you, Brandon, Cam Reddish is still on the board. 
Hey, you never know. Just throwing it out there. Dave, um, Marcus Sasser, is that what you said? <laughs> good one. He is, uh, having a good year. he is having a good year. So Dave is taking him. Is that right? RJ <laughs> Barrett. Oh, Barrett's only 23 years old. Are you serious? Well, he came out after his freshman year. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's only 23. Wow. Good morning, you know. All right, Dave. I'm going to – oof. Man, there's Go- still some solid guys. Goga's no, still out there. no top level. Goga's but... still out there. Just saying. You know who the real wild card in this draft is? Jabari Smith. Exactly. Is that actually who you're going to say? No, I, I was going to say Zion. He is the wild card. I mean, because it's like, how do you value a guy that doesn't play back to backs and gets hurt all the time? Yeah. How do you value that? But also at the same time, when he's on the floor, he's just ridiculous. You can't stop him. He is attempting 17 shots a game, which I didn't even know he was playing. He's playing 31 minutes. It's only 14 games. You know, obviously, everybody's played somewhere around 15, 16 games. But, uh, you know, 23 points per game, six rebounds, five assists. Yeah. Like when he's on the court, it's great. But you just. How much can you invest in that? Like, I yeah, guess I don't we'll, think you can. I guess we're gonna have to see in the later rounds. I'm sure somebody will snatch him at some point. It's just a matter of when. Uh, all right. So we have Maxi Halburn, Holmgren, Doncic, Edwards off the board. Uh, also yeah. Wembenyama. And Paolo and Wembenyama, right? Um. All right. Okay. Let's see. All right. You could cut the tension with a knife. Is I mean, there's a few guys I like. I'm just trying to figure out who Brandon would take if I take what the chain of events would be after. <laughs> I mean, my sources are telling me uh, via Mark Stein of the Stein line uh, that Brandon is heavily fixated on Olivier Maxence Prosper of the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm sorry. I think... Who is Onoralp Batim? Who is this person? Plays for the Bulls? Sounds made up. No, that can't be a real person. Sounds made up to me. I mean, I'm, I say this knowing, if you're listening, Onoralp, that you would absolutely body me on a basketball court. Um, he's played a few minutes for the yeah, Bulls. That's year. not the game. He he obviously would body all of us. That's fair. That I know that's the game, but also uh, no disrespect to the great. It's Batim also. I'll pronounce it correctly. Anyway, Dave. All right, I'm gonna take Aaron Neesmith. Got it. I know this might be a little out there, but I'm gonna take Sangoon. I don't think that's out there at all. That's a good. I pick. think he's been arguably the fifth best player in this draft class or in this group of players on a draft class. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say. Like, he's – I mean, he's basically Sabonis, but, like, a little more talented offensively, right, with the jump shot, with the post moves. He good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Sabonis might be a hair better of a rebounder, but I don't know. I think Shangun is probably – I mean, he's 21 years old. How is he this advanced already? I'm going to I'm gonna take him. Give him my center. All right. I like that. You needed some height, and you got it, and a really talented young player. Um, so Brandon, you are up. You got Tyrese Maxey and Victor Weminyama. You got a really great scoring guard and a very athletic freak big man. So what do you got next? You got two picks here. 
Um, so I, this, I have a feeling. I'm going to keep it in the back of my mind. I think I know one of the players you're going to take, but we'll see. Okay. Um, well, the guy that I'm about to take, this is the perfect time to take the risk on him. I'm taking Zion. Okay. Um, I mean, just in terms of okay. the peak and the ceiling for what he can be, just through the roof. Obviously, you have to take the injuries into account, but when he's playing, when he's on the court, he has potential to be the best guy outside of Luca, uh, of all of these other dudes here. Um, and again, the injuries, that's the thing that, that limits him. But I mean, Zion was an all-star. He was firmly an all-star. Um, he was injured this season and he made it as an all-star as well. Um, like you said, he's not playing back-to-backs and he's missed a lot of the season so far, but he's getting back into playing shape, playing more team basketball as well. So that might, you know, help him with his playmaking ability, things like that. Um, so I'm very comfortable taking Zion here. I gotta say, Brandon, um, just based on pure raw talent, I mean, you're you got you're clear in the field here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we all have you know very great teams that we picked, but I'm I like the roster I'm building to this point. Mm. And to add to that, I'm gonna take Scotty Barnes next. I knew it. That was the guy. Uh, I, I I knew it. I picked, I yeah. knew it. Yep. Talk about a guy who has gotten so much better. Like I was looking at his stats a few weeks ago too, and it shocked me, bro. Um. Let's see, 19 points per game, 1.3 blocks, 1.6 deals, 5.6 assists, nine rebounds, making two threes a game. Yeah, this guy has gotten so much better. I gotta give him props because he annoys the shit out of me. Um, but he he's gotten so much better, and he's a guy who's learning how to like pound it in the paint more. Finally, getting more consistent with his shot. Defense was already something that he was good at, but now he's emerging as one of the best defenders on a team that has, you know, guys like Siakam on it um, and Pirtle, even though, you know, Pirtle's not the best out of all of them. He's still a good defender. Um, and the Raptors, you know, that's always been a sort of trademark about them when they were good is that they had, you know, good, solid defenders. And Scotty Barnes is sort of bringing that back. You know, they are kind of average this season. They don't have too much talent. They got a new coach who's, you know, figuring things out as they go. Um, but as far as, you know, a guy that you can build around, he's definitely proven to be that. And, like, I'm just pumped with my team right now. Uh, I think that the way that it's stacked up, um, you've just got four, you know, super athletic players who can, you know, be excellent scorers, but are also, you know, very shifty on defense at the very least. You know, definitely have some room to grow on the defense, but we're picking an under-25 team here. So these mm. are guys who can you know, develop into that. Also, Scotty Barnes is listed at 6'7". Is it me, or does he play bigger than that? He seems bigger than he that. Plays he plays way bigger. Like he looks like he's he like six bigger. nine or six ten out there. Like I, I like Scotty Barnes a lot. I, I figured he'd be one of the guys you would take. I mean, you're, you're definitely you're. I mean, we're all building. I mean, these are all we're all taking cream of the crop young players. But I, mean, I like I like the roster you guys are you guys are putting together. Really, I, we're all really put, putting together different different types of rosters. And I, I like that. So we'll uh, we'll see where it goes. But Dave, you are up next. By the way, in case right. I forgot to mention, we're rolling eight deep here. Eight picks per person. All right. All right. So I have I have a center, point guard, and a wing. All right. Let's see. Zion was taken. Can I cross him out? I'll be honest. I don't think I was going to take Zion until the very, very end. I just don't. Oh, it's too hard to worry about. I know, guys. I know, Brandon, I know. Brandon's got Tab for his next pick. Gotta be Triple J. Brandon loves Triple J. <laughs> I mean, I'm, he's not my favorite player, but he's definitely, you know, 
a good play. He's having a really bad year so far compared to what he's been. But I just remember I mean, all Brandon's texts from the uh, the was it the World what was it, the FIBA Cup? FIFA. Yeah, yeah, because bro, he 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 reminds me so much of Carl Anthony Towns in that they like foul, just like like their base level of defense is just fouling the shit out of someone else, and it's just like, and then they act so surprised at every call. I'm like, bro, there's a reason that you guys specifically. Are the guys who are getting fouled out of every game? Like obviously, you can have all these, you know, complaints about NBA refing and whatnot, but consistently every year, Cat and Triple J are like the dudes who are always fouling out, and it's like there's a reason for that. Like you guys are always like not playing good defense, and you're making up for it. I mean, granted, JJJ, DPOI, I'm not taking that away from him, mm. but I'm saying when in 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 uh, FIFA, um, just was playing terrible defense, and he's a guy who already fouled a ton to begin with. That's why he only can play. 26 minutes a game. Um, but yeah, I won't go to him on that. JJJ is still a good player. I'm taking that away from him. So Dave, what do you go? Where are you, where are you landing here? I have my next pick uh, tabbed, and I'm, I'm really hoping... I'm, I'm kind of shocked this guy's still here. I know his stock took a tiny bit of a hit, but he's still got a lot going for him. I'm going to take Evan Mobley. Okay. I was, I was, I was he was on was my lying. list. He was on my list. I, I think I think next to Shangoon, he's the perfect fit as a defensive guy. Uh, because... I think, quite honestly, people have been not super thrilled with his offensive production, put mildly. He hasn't really become a great passer. His jump shot's still a work in progress. I mean, he's an elite defender already. Like, he's already going to potentially with DPOY of, like, pretty much every year on the floor. But uh, I just think there's, there's some limitations offensively. Who knows? He's 22. He's still got a long way ahead of him. Maybe he figures it out in three years. Who knows? But... Uh, I'm going to take him because he's the perfect fit next to Shangun. Uh, and I think getting him at this stage is great value. Yeah. I like Mobley. Um, I think I took him on my, of my last pick of the team USA draft that we did. And I was like, I love Mobley. Um, I think he's a really dynamic player. I agree. His stock has taken a hit this year. And I think it's just because he's not playing to his full ability, but he's still top 10 in win shares among players under 24 this year. For a Cavaliers team that is really underperformed, in my opinion, um, they're really not as good as they should be to this point. Um, but his numbers are solid. I mean, sixteen and ten with three assists, which I did not expect. One point six blocks. Obviously, not much of an outside shooter, which we'd like to see a little bit more of that from him, because uh, he does have that capability. But not taking many threes, only half of half a three per game. I mean, I'd like to see maybe a little bit more production from him shooting from the outside more. Um, 76.7% from the free throw strike. That's not excellent either. Um, but overall, I think he's just such a talented player. He's only 22. I mean, there's a lot of room to grow for him. And you don't see, you know, players of, you know, his size and capability and, and, um, and how dynamic they are very often. So I, I like taking that, that flyer on him with your pick. Um, speaking of guys that I cannot believe are still on the board. And, you know, I do have Luca. I have Chet. I have Paolo. Um, Damn. I was hoping you told me. I already know what you're going to say. Who am I going to say? I mean, I'm not going to okay. blow it in case it, you're not it's, saying it's it. Possible, he does, it's possible, but he doesn't fall to you. Um, I'm going to take Lamelo. Yep, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, quite frankly, I just I scrolled down and I was looking at names and I'm like, I couldn't believe he was still there. Um, I know his, his win shares are low because he's played for Charlotte and they're not that, really that good this year. Um, his three point percentage is almost at 39%, which is you know pretty good considering what it was, you know, last, I feel like, I don't know about you guys. I feel like he shoots like 90% from three against the Celtics. Like every time he he, some, some crazy shots. Yeah, he does. And he hits him. I mean, 
Um, he's playing 33.4 minutes per game. He's played 15 games this year. I know he's missed a couple of games recently. Um, he's taken almost nine threes a game. Um, so he's going to be out for a while, actually. Yeah, he's it's, that's okay. We, you know, we're we're assuming health for these guys mo- for the most part. I mean, we're not predicting perfect health. But... No, no, no. You get them. You get them as a sorry. No, I, I am, so that's fine. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, you know, he's averaging 20, 25 points and pretty much twenty five five and a half rebounds and eight assists per game with one point four steals. I know he'll be out for a little while, but I think just you know the pure promise of his talent when he's healthy as a true point guard. Um, I like also being able to free up Luca a little bit on that side, so he doesn't have to worry about running point and, and taking over those duties too much. Um, so it frees him up a little bit more, score and get open and create some space. So I love having Lamelo. I think he's a, a really dynamic player, um, and he's fun to watch. Not when he plays the Celtics, because again, I feel like he scores like forty points a game when he plays us, and he shoots like seventy five percent from three and takes like the most wild shots you'll ever see and makes them. Um, the unfortunate part is I had that pick loaded up and ready to go. In terms of another one, <laughs> uh, the, uh, we're definitely taking a little bit of a, maybe a little bit of a step down now um, as we enter into officially the back half of the draft. That was the middle point right there. Um, there's a lot of guys here that I'm considering. Um, I could get real crazy with it if I wanted to. I might. I might get real whack with it. You never know. <sighs> I'm trying not to take guys that I just like because I want I want the best players available. Um, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> let's get real crazy with it. They already have great chemistry, so let's just bring Franz Wagner onto the squad. Let's just. Do I was it. gonna take Franz next. Yeah. Nice. I was, I was looking at him too. Let's take Franz Wagner. I mean, he's already got good chemistry with Paolo. I mean, a lot of people, you know, it. I feel like it's like the better call Saul Breaking Bad of like NBA young guys. It's like, you know, I think, like, Franz is actually better than Paolo. And I don't think he is. I think he's a really damn good player. That's why I drafted Paolo with my third pick and Franz with the fifth. And obviously Paolo would have gone before Franz anyway. But he's still an incredible player. Um, He brings so much to the floor. And, again, he kills the Celtics when he plays us. Um, But, you know, 19.5 points, 5.6 rebounds, 3 assists. You know, shooting uh, not great from three. His shooting could be better, but... He's still a, a very he's, – he's a really strong player. And having him round out, quote-unquote, the starting five, I know it's kind of positionless nowadays, but he already has good chemistry with Paolo, so might as well keep him around. Um, so that, that'll be my fifth pick. So, Dave, I toss it over to you. That's an interesting pick because I think that pick kind of separates this next group of players that we're in. I think he was probably the last guy that was in, like, that second group. I think everyone from here on is in the next group, which means they're good, but they're not like they're not likely to be all stars. I think. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? All right, I'm gonna take Jaden McDaniel's. Mm, uh, you love him. I love Jaden McDaniel's. I think he's awesome. Uh, you said Jalen McDaniel's, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but 38 percent from three is the key number. If he can hit 38% from three, uh, I mean, I think we're talking about I'm basically an all-star for most of his career because he can score enough at the rim, and his, his defensive numbers are going to be just wild. And to pair him with Hal Burton and Anthony Edwards, again, pairing teammates like he did with Franz and, and Paolo. But uh, I think he's he's great here. And 
I if Franz was there, I would have taken Franz, obviously, but I just don't see the difference between I know he's lower on this list, but like the guys ahead of him, I just don't see a huge difference in upside with the guys ahead of him as mm-hmm. opposed to what he does. Right. So uh I'm gonna take the I'm gonna bet on the guy that's six eight with crazy athleticism and can shoot a little bit and is an all defender, all NBA defender. So I'll take I'll take Jalen McDaniels or Jaden McDaniels rather. I like it. Uh, Brandon. All right. So for my next pick, I'm going to take Delano Banton. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. He said yeah, it. He walked him in. You know, Brandon, you uh, are, uh, you know, I believe Brandon said Aaron Neesmith. <laughs> the most reckless player in the league. Uh, actually, uh, you know, it's a tough one for the next pick. You know, I could be like Jake and take both of the guys that I was considering here. But between JJJ and Nick Claxton, I'm going to take Nick Claxton right now. Um, he I blown, love Nick Claxton. Yeah, he he absolutely blown the in the DPOI race last year. I think he was absolutely right when he said he got snubbed because all of the drama surrounding the Nets, um, and that like no one paid attention to them once Durant uh, Durant was traded. Um, I think he was absolutely right there because he was just as good a defender as anyone else in the league, and he didn't even I, I don't even think he finished in the top two. I think it was yeah it was Brook Lopez number two. Uh, I think Evan. Maybe not. It might have been the year before with Evan Mobley, but I'm not even sure if he ended up finishing in the top three. But regardless, he deserved more recognition than he got. His offensive game is developing. He started the year injured, so he's still, you know, catching up in that respect. But he's a guy who can give you a solid, like, nine, ten points a game. He's going to get a couple of blocks as well. Um, he's consistently been getting better throughout his entire time in the league. Uh, and, I, and I actually stand corrected. He's scoring 12 points a game right now, 2.7 blocks, eight boards, two assists. Um, so, I mean, that's absolutely what you want from a guy like him. Um, obviously, JJJ has him beat in terms of, like, the shooting ability. And, um, you know, he's just as good as, if not a better blocker. Obviously, one of the DPOI. So, he's a guy who's, um, you know, trite and true. But between the two of them right now, I think Nick's Cla- Nick Claxton's stock is going in a more positive direction. Um, I also think he's a guy who's not as dependent on the players around him. I think Nick Claxton is a guy who's going to like do his thing regardless. Again, doesn't really have the shooting ability, but um, he's a guy who could do his thing and fit anywhere. Um, as far as who I'm picking next, <clears throat> this gets difficult because, again, I am considering Triple J still. Um, but it's tough because Wagner and um, Lamella were both guys that I would have taken if they got to me, but I'm actually going to take a guy who might low-key be rookie of the year currently. I'm going to go with Azar Thompson. Um, Talking about a guy who has, you know, upside going forward. Outside of his shooting ability right now, he's excellent at everything else. Um, I'm not sure if the stat is still the same right now, um, but at least about a week ago or so, he was top five in blocks, top five in steals. And this is a guy who's 21 years old, like 15 games into his NBA career. Um... He's a guy who can handle guarding all types of players, and he also has um, limitless talent as well in terms of his athletic ability. He's had some crazy dunks, some crazy passes so far this year. Um, Right now, averaging 11 points per game, nine rebounds, three assists, a steal, 1.7 blocks, 30 minutes a game. He's had random times this season, too, where um, Monty Williams has, like, not played him in the second half and stuff like that for making, you know, certain mistakes throughout games. So this is a guy who's, you know, on a weird schedule, playing on by far the worst. Nope. Guess my Wi-Fi kicked. 
people are just going to hear me for a few seconds. In, um, a team with absolutely no direction. And, you know, obviously you got Kate Cunningham, you got you know, a couple other rookies on the team who are bright spots, but he low key the best player on the team right now. Um, and again, 21 years old, the guy's just getting started. He can learn shooting ability, but he's got all the effort, hustle, plays everything else down. Um, he's going to be a guy who's, you know, an all-star pretty soon, uh, in my opinion. All right. Well, there you go. Davis, back to you. All right. Uh... Hmm. There's a couple guys I really like. And I think there's one guy that kind of slid under the radar here. Mm. I'm not sure if you guys caught him. Mm. But I think so. I'm going to take Darius Garland. Ah, yes. I was going to say. He's been kind of up and down this year. Yeah, I, I was looking at him. I, I think at this point, uh, it's a safe pick. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, you're, if at this point, you're, you're kind of trying to take potential and Give me the guy that's shown he can be an all-NBA caliber point guard. And uh, I just don't think you can ever have enough guys that create offense for people. It's it's the hardest skill to find in the NBA. And it kind of is what separates uh, a really, really good player from a role player. It, you you kind of see it with I mean, guys like, for instance, I saw it tonight, like Josh Hart is a really solid player. But, like, he can't consistently create for people. That's, like, the difference between, like, if he does, then it becomes, like, sort of like a Draymond where he, he averages, like, 10, 9, and 8 with with pretty solid defense. Obviously not Draymond's level because that's, like, what's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, it's the, – the the shot creation is, is just really, really hard to find because you notice it with, with Jalen – where he can create his own shot, but he struggles to do it for others. And, like, that's kind of, like, the next for people. And I think Darius Garland can do that pretty much every time he touches the ball. Yeah, I like him. Uh, it is weird how he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. I think, like Brandon said, he's kind of had an up-and-down year. Um, yeah, I, I like the pick, um, especially if you're taking a chance um, on a guy who was – wasn't he an all-star last year? Am I mistaken? Or was that I'm pretty before? sure it was, yeah. I was going to say. All-star last year. I mean, he's, he's averaging 5.7 assists, which among players twenty uh, under 25 uh, entering the year, that's fifth highest behind Halliburton, Ball, Doncic, and uh, Maxi. So, um, yeah, a bit of an up-and-down year. I mean, Cleveland's kind of having a really up-and-down year, if we're being honest. Um, not a great – not a super encouraging start for them. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know here, man. This is this is uh this is getting it's getting tough here. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Dave. Um let me see here. I mean I've got got some wings, got a big man, got a point guard. I don't know. Ah, this is tough. I was looking at guys pretty much the whole time Dave was talking. <laughs> I'm no closer to a, to a resolution than I was before. Um, although I did learn today that Taylor Horton Tucker is under 25 years old. I did not know that until this very moment. Apparently, that's You that. should take him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know Goga's looking pretty good, man. <laughs> um, damn. 
This is this is tough. Um, I am gonna get myself some because I mean Chet's obviously my starting I guess center by default because he's that large. Um, and I'm gonna take I think you know I I already have one set of teammates. Might as well take a, another set. I'm gonna take Mark Williams of the Hornets. Uh, I was gonna take him next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22 years old. He's um, and obviously uh. He's a, a center. Uh, he does not shoot threes. I don't think he shot a single three all year, which is fine. And he plays 27 minutes a game. He's shooting 68.3% from the field. Obviously, he's more of a lob threat and, and it plays an inside game. But 13.5 points, 10 rebounds um, per game. I mean, those, those are pretty solid numbers for a young guy like that on, on a team that's trying to build towards something bigger. Um, so I'll take, uh, I'll take Mark Williams there. And you know what? Might as well, uh, if I'm building the bench, I might as well add one of the better bench pieces in the NBA, and I'll take Emmanuel quickly. Um, 16 games, all of them coming off the bench, 16 points per game, 3.4 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Um, not turning the ball over a lot either, which is good. Um, the shooting numbers are okay. I'd like to see a little bit better out of him. I mean, almost 90% from the line. That's nice. Um, but... Almost top 10 in win shares among players under 25 years old, and he comes off the bench exclusively. So that's really encouraging to see. Um, obviously, he'd be in a bench role on this team as well, and I think uh, that that would serve him well with the guys that are <laughs> certainly playing ahead of him. So uh, I like quickly here. I mean, on, the, on my seventh pick, whatever it is, 19th overall, I'm cool with it um, in terms of building depth on my roster. So that's my pick. Dave, it's back to you. All right, so since he took Mark Williams, that was kind of like my guaranteed pick. I didn't think anyone would take him. Uh, it's a good pick. Uh, let's see. I'm interested to see who you pick because depending on that, I get both of my guys. So we'll see. There's some beef stew action going on. <laughs> uh, man. Devin Vassell's nice. All right. I think I am going to take Jalen Duran. Mm, he was on my short list, too. That's a good pick. I'm going to take Jalen Duran to be my top backup big. And strictly because I think he's probably, if not the best, maybe one of the top three or four rebounders in this entire list of 100 guys, uh, he just is an absolute beast on the boards. I don't know exactly what his rebounding rate is. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I know he has 112 total rebounds. Looks like that's second most on the list behind Osser Thompson. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a member of uh, Team Maxwell, yeah, I believe. Hell yeah. Yeah. The Pistons throw up a lot of bricks, though, so that makes sense. Uh <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. There's that a lot fair. of extra. There's a lot of extra shots to go around. That's fair. I'll, I, I, you're not wrong about that one. And Beef Stew is 126. He's what he. What is he? Third. So the top three, top three rebounding numbers are, are Pistons. Is that right? Sounds probably right. I mean, yeah, maybe. You know better. Hopefully, one thirty. I think he's a little bit better. He's yeah. a little bit better, but uh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take Darren. I think. He's got some work to do on offense, but the, the athleticism, the hustle stats, the alley-oops, all that stuff that 
kind of gets you by while you're working on your offensive game. That that stuff's all there, so I'll, I'll take him. Brandon, your last two picks. Um, <laughs> Before I pick them, would you be able to remind me of my picks real quick? Do you sure. have them written down? Yes, I do. Uh, you have Tyrese Maxey, Victor Wembanyama, Zion Williamson, Scotty Barnes, Nick Claxton, and Alistair Thompson. Okay, so my team might be a little bit lacking at the point guard position, but I think I'm going to make up for it everywhere else. Um, so for starters, here's where I'm, I'm going to take Triple J. Okay. Um, massive steal to get him this late in the draft. Uh, I said all those things about him, but still, again, DPOI, excellent defender. Um, definitely a very annoying player, but... Brand's going to have um, a Damian Lillard-Terry Stott situation on his hands the second <laughs> training camp opens. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm getting him for, you know, 27 minutes off the bench, uh, or if he's, you know, you know, giving Wembanyama some relief if he needs it, um, that's, you know, an excellent pick in my book. I'm 100% going to take him. Um, and then next for my last pick, um, I think that this guy, low-key, got ran through the mud so much this summer that he's kind of underrated now. And it's funny because I thought he was kind of overrated before then, even though I always thought he was good. Uh, I'm going with Tyler Harrow. Um, he's hurt right now. He's hurt a lot. You know, he also kind of low-key play their best playoff basketball when he's injured. But he's still a guy who puts up 23 points a game. As of right now, he's got four and a half assists as well. So he's, you know, passing the ball more than people would expect. Has five rebounds per game as well. Again, he's currently injured with an ankle issue this time. Um, a guy who definitely gets banged up a lot, but still uh, one of the, the best shooters in the NBA. Um, an excellent scorer. He's a guy who isn't great on defense, but he's also not, you know, complete trash either. He's not terrible. Um, and as far as the last pick goes, I will gladly take Tyler Harrow here. If you got a 23-point-per-game score coming as your eighth man off the bench, uh, and granted, he would be playing more than that. He's going to 100% be playing more than Azar Thompson in, in this hypothetical, you know, roster. But to have him as the last pick for your team, uh, I'm very satisfied with that. Pretty good. You could you could do worse on your last pick. That's for sure. Um, Dave, what's your last pick before I take the Mister Irrelevant? All right. Um, let's see who's left here. Mm, this. Mm. Okay. I know who I'm taking actually. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this because I. I thought I was going to get a steal here, and I'm pretty sure you're going to take what I'm thinking of. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a few guys you, you probably are thinking about. Um, I mean, there are some good players left. Yeah, I think there's going to be some good undrafted guys here. Uh, just looking at the list. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's not bad. Compare him with, let's see, this guy. Is this, you guys, is this your last picks right here? Yep. Yeah, this is my last pick. So you can you can kind of talk out your thought process if you if you want to. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to take Jalen Williams from Oklahoma City. Okay. Okay. I, th- I think he is – I'm really, really high on him. I think he can do pretty much everything. And I think somewhat he benefits from playing with SGA, but also somewhat he doesn't because I think if he had the ball in his hands more, he'd be he'd be posting much higher numbers. Uh, 
I think he's super talented. He can score on all three levels. Pretty good passer. Good free throw shooter. I think he's someone that reminds me of a guy that maybe could put up 18 and 6 and 5 in a, in a season. Maybe a little better than that. And I, I don't know. I, I think coming off the bench, he's like really, really good fit. Um, but I mean, there's some, there's still some really good options here. Like they're not all stars, obviously, but they're really good players. I mean, Okongwu, uh, you know, we'll do honorable mentions, I guess, yeah. after. But Dort is still out there. Dort's pretty good. I mean, Barrett's solid. Do you want me to make my pick so we can get to the honorable mentions? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna take a flyer because I know he's had a kind of a disappointing shooting year, but his numbers are still there. I'm gonna take Kate Cunningham. Oh, is Kate on this list? Well, he's not listed. He's not in the top 100, but he's under 25. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of him. Um, That's a good he's I having just a, he, was, he was older. I mean, he's having a terrible year, but he's, uh, you know, obviously got He's. It's a weird thing because his numbers are, his assist numbers and his scoring numbers are career highs, but his shooting has obviously gotten worse. Um, I play Kate solid defense, too. Actually, he's shooting a career high from three, which is not saying much because he's shooting 32.7%. That's not good. Um, but he's shooting only like 40%, 40.6% on 20 shots a game. That's not good. That's not efficient at all. But um, just the raw scoring and 7.1 assists per game, that's that's pretty good. Um, the turnovers are not great. Four and a half turnovers a game, that's not that's not great uh, for a number one overall pick. But He, I, has, he has like historical turnover numbers right yeah, now. Yeah, he does. Um, but in terms of a Mr. Irrelevant last pick of the draft, I will take the promise of what he can be off the bench at least. Um, rather than being in the starting lineup, so I'll take him off the bench for my uh, for my last pick. Before we get to honorable mentions, our teams once again. My team, Team Jake, is Luka Doncic, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Mancaro, Amelo Ball, Franz Wagner, Mark Williams, Emmanuel Quickly, and Kate Cunningham. Team Dave is Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Alperin Sangoon, Evan Mobley, Jaden McDaniels, Darius Garland, Jalen Duran, and Jalen Williams. So Dave has Jaden, Jalen, and Jalen on that team. That'll be interesting. Uh, team Brandon is Tyrese Maxey, Victor Wembanyama, Zion Williamson, Scotty Barnes, Nick Claxton, Oscar Thompson, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Tyler Hero. In terms of honorable mentions, Dave, you mentioned Okongwu. Um, Gogo Batazzi cannot go without mentioning. Uh, Derek Lively in Dallas, uh, 19-year-old center that they've got there. Um, what else? Do we, Jalen Suggs kind of turned a corner this year, Jalen Suggs. Most improved player conversation if it weren't for... Tyrese Maxey and all the other guys who are also very much improved, but um, might get a couple of votes. He's really turned a corner. You got um, either of the guys in Houston between Green mm-hmm. and Smith, um, Keegan Murray with the Kings, mm-hmm. uh, just to name a couple other guys. Keegan Murray might win the award for a guy that would have been drafted last year but didn't get drafted this year. <laughs> I mean, he also has a back injury right now. Yeah, that's really true. That's true. Um, you're right. You're right. Like Jason Vassell. Oh, Vassell, yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, Dort, Isaiah Joe is probably one of the best three-point shooters in the game right now. I did consider uh, I mean, you have Hawkes looks okay for Miami. Um, Sadiq Bay is a shooter off the bench. Avdi has been okay. RJ Barrett, we mentioned. Uh, Cam Thomas has been as scoring as advertised. Uh, J- Triple J. Did someone take Triple J? Brandon did. Brandon did, okay. Uh, Devin Vassell. No one took him? Nope. 
Um, I mean, other than that, though, Brandon Miller, Walker Kessler. Other than that, I think that's Josh Green, Isaiah Jackson. I mean, Isaiah Stewart. Um, other than that, you're kind of scratching towards the very, very end. Trey Jones. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it's kind of the end of the list there. Yeah, we're we're uh, it's getting down to the nitty nitty gritty at that point. Um, yeah. Any anything else to uh, add, Brandon, before we close out the uh, the program for today? I'm just trying to think if there's any guys like Cade that we missed who um, aren't top 100 in their group of um, win shares. So guys outside the top 100 um, that I had sent you guys in that screenshot, um, I'm a Wendell Carter, Anthony Simons has only played one game this year. Um, Carter's been her all year too. Yeah. yeah, but Bones Highland who doesn't really play that much for the Clippers. Um, but with but with him, I feel like at this point, two teams have kind of given up on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think there's something to it. Uh um I mean AJ Griffin, people like him for Atlanta. Um he's a promising player. Um Amon Thompson for the Rockets, he hasn't really played this year. He's been hurt, I think. Um Yeah. I mean RJ Barrett, we I don't know if we mentioned him, he's not really a guy that was on my radar. Um Yeah. He's it's, had it's been strange for he's missed a lot of games because of migraines this year. Interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. But yeah, Wembenyama was outside the top 100 because he has negative win shares because of the Spurs are not good this year. Um, in fact, do you know... Here's a, a trivia question for you guys. Do you know who has the worst win share total of any player under 25 this year? Cade? Cade is third. There's 212 players. He is 210th. I feel like I've heard this too. I think you have. Is it a piston? No, it is not. Okay. Is it, uh, and it's, it's Jordan Poole. It's Jordan Poole. <laughs> Minus 0. 0.8 win shares. Yeah, with Jordan If you Poole, watch him play too, it makes sense. It sucks because I feel, and I said this to you guys already, like, I feel like I was so right about him that I feel bad that it's tipped. Yep. That scale has tipped so far in the direction where he's a complete like clown show in the league now. Um, I mean, granted, he's getting what 30 mil a year to to do that and to chuck up however many shots and not listen to anything the coaches say during huddles or timeouts and you know <laughs> just make a highlight reel of what are you doing type of plays. Um, every single night, legit every night. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because <laughs> he he became a like the league-wide circus, and yeah, it's uh, not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, the only other guy that uh, is between Cade and Jordan Poole is Scoot Henderson currently, uh, who is at minus 0. 0.6 uh, win shares. He's been, I think, hurt, uh, and he's going to yeah, be he's out. Yeah, he's but he had, yeah, he had the ankle He's injury. also had, like, an historically bad start to his career. Um, yeah. and he can't shoot right now, yeah. New. yeah people shoot. are putting so much on that, and obviously he's shooting terribly, but it's also, like, he played 10 games. Yeah. I mean, he's shooting 35.4% from the field. That's very bad. Um, yeah. But again, like you said, he's played eight games in his career so far, nine games, whatever it is. Like, I think we can pump the brakes a little bit. Like, let's uh, let's give the kid a little bit of time to adjust. He's playing for a, a bad team. So is Wembenyama. Like, so is Brandon Miller. Like, the, these guys are 
I mean, I get the Hornets were supposed to be a little bit better than they are. I mean, but the Spurs are terrible. The Blazers are terrible. Like this is just who they're playing for, and they're they'll be okay. Like they'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But Jordan Poole shooting twenty eight percent from three that is unbelievable. Like it, it's just with volume, with volume, with volume. Yeah, he's shooting not uh six point seven per game. Like that's not that's not like shooting two or three a game. He's shooting at volume, like you said, Dave, and he's missing a lot of them. And he's taking that. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw that scoop shot he took last night. Like, yeah, that, was, that got rejected. Yeah, like, that was everywhere. What is happening? Like, like what? Yeah, yeah. He, he had the open 15 footer. They were exactly. giving it to him. He like had it at first too. Yeah, and he like hesitated on a on like a like scoop a shot, with it. and then Oscar Thompson, I think it was, just blocked him out of the gym. Like, it's. It's just unbelievable. I mean, well, I mean, it's not because I know Brandon's been called it since like day one, but it's it's just it's. I mean, there's. It, I don't know what I don't know what they do. I mean, I know the Wizards aren't going anywhere, so it's not really an issue. It's not like he's weighing the team down, but man, it is just it's tough. I mean, I don't watch the Wizards, but I know Dave said you watch them to see teams score on them. <laughs> yeah, they're funny to watch against because they can't guard anybody. Well, yeah, I mean, we. They, and I, how, I kind of. How many points did the Celtics hang on them again this year? It was like 156 or something like that. Something crazy. They scored, they, yeah, they scored 42 in the first quarter. It was at will. They were just scoring at will on the Wizards. Like it was not even a contest. They had like they had like seven threes in a row on the Wizards. I mean, they they couldn't. I mean, Porzingis. They could. I mean, they would turn Styles and up the middle. Like they couldn't guard Porzingis. And then, like you said, they were hitting everything from the outside. So I mean, I guess that's a recipe for any team to lose, but especially that was, for. A team they can't guard. That was, that was the Jalen game where he had like yeah. eight threes in the first half or yeah. whatever it was. I mean, that's the that's good that you do have you have a guy in your team that just goes off against the bad teams. Like he went off against the Bulls tonight. So not to date when we're recording this, but he had thirty eight and six against the Bulls. I mean, in a quote unquote must win for the in season tournament. Um, I guess before we close out, we can get uh, just some a few thoughts from you guys on the in season tournament. I know we were very invested in it tonight as the Celtics uh, officially clinched their group despite. None of that have none of that would have mattered as lo- if the Celtics didn't collapse against the Magic like they do against them every single time they play. But I mean, I have to say, as as I I I will admit it, I'll swallow my pride. I thought the in season tournament was lame and ridiculous, and here I am finding myself very invested in it. So, congratulations to the NBA. Yeah, I agree. Um... I was definitely saying, like, what's the point, this, that, this, that. But, yeah, I was very invested tonight. Um, even though I can say, like, I didn't really care about it before, I still want to win that. Uh, I want to win everything. So yeah. this is uh, another uh, notch that the Celtics can hopefully put under their belt. Uh, watching this game tonight was, again, so much fun at the end. Even though we were up by 30 already, you wanted to see them stretch the lead so that you could, um, you know, get the point differential um and make it to the the knockout round uh i also have to say uh billy donovan really is trying to you know <laughs> get him as well as face and whatnot about hack a um uh on hack on your drumming so he can uh bro he missed what four free throws in a row like man's been in the league a decade learn how to shoot a free throw first of all second of all if he's getting hacked and you don't like it take him out the game then like what are you doing complaining here and Obviously, you know, you're getting embarrassed. Game's already over, da 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 But first of all, game's still going on. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people who's like, you know, if you're so mad about it, you got to stop it then. And then, two, 
obviously everyone knows that point differential is important here. Like it's not anyone else's fault that the Bulls went 0 4 in the tournament. Um, you know, the Celtics actually had something to, to play for, um, unlike a team that was ready to lose by 30 at any, you know, sign of an obstacle. And granted, they've got injuries this year. They've got a bunch of funky stuff going on. But like Bulls are, you know, like we talked about the Pistons. We talked about the Wizards. Bulls deserve some recognition for being a complete circus as well. You know, they have five wins, which is two more than the Wizards and three more than the Pistons. But they're, you know, just as much of a joke, in my opinion. Um, you know, you got teams that are kind of trash, like the, the Spurs as well. You know, teams like that that, you know, are really you know struggling this year. But you can see like a clearly defined direction in terms of where they're going. Granted, you know, there's been some weird things going on with the Spurs in terms of, um, you know, development there. And, you know, obviously Pops had that contract and extension, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they go forward. But you know, they, they have something that they're, you know, building towards at least. Teams like the the Bulls and especially, even above the the a team like the Pistons, because the Pistons have a ton of young guys, even, for example, even though like they're in a class of their own and being the worst team in the league. Um, the Bulls, it's just like, it's hard for me to even articulate. They had a players-only meeting after the first game of the season. You know, Zach Levine already talking about wanting out like three games in. They give out these stupid-ass contracts. Like Vucevic is signed to, and granted, I'll give you 20 points, 10 rebounds, but they're just, I know I say it all the time, he gives you the emptiest stats possible. Like, he's a guy who will get his stats, and then the Bulls will be down by 30 points. You're like, all right, so who cares then? Um, and he's getting 25 mil a year on this team that is going in absolutely no direction. DeMar DeRozan is about to be a free agent. We'll see if they end up trading him. They should trade Zach Levine, but what good trade partner is there really? Um, then you've got guys like Alex Caruso who could get you a good haul back, but you kind of want to keep him for a rebuild, and he's got another year on his contract. So they have pieces to work with, but you know they're just going to screw it up. That's like the craziest thing about it. You just kind of want them to get over, get it over with. Like blow this team up already. What are you guys even doing? Still going through this on what year four at this point? It's unfortunate too because they were really good when Lonzo Ball was there. Um, but you know, I don't even. It's unfortunate. I don't even expect him to play another basketball game at this rate. Um, so yeah, I think again, Pistons, Wizards, teams like that are far worse. But a team like the Bulls, it's just like the, the epitome of directionless. And I know that's a huge diatribe to go off of after the in-season tournament, but you know they were playing us tonight. They were um, you know the team that was right in front of the Celtics, and it was kind of like low-key embarrassing for the Bulls to see the state that they're in right now. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was tough, and I mean Justin Justin Mazzula, <laughs> Joe Mazzula had to explain like why he was doing that um, to Andre Drummond. Like I said, you like during we were doing trivia and we were talking about it and watching the game, like, if you're so upset about it, take him off the court. Like, you don't need to have him out there. You're getting blown out. There's, I'm sure there's somebody, end of the bench players you can put in there if you want to really just run the string out on the game. You don't need to complain about it. Just like, the Celtics needed to do this. You were well within your right to stop them if you could. The Bulls couldn't. I mean, it is just incredible that, and I said this to you guys, that the Celtics were like, they, they said to the Celtics, like, you guys need to win by 23 or you're not going to make the next round. I'm like, oh, bet, we'll do that. And they went out and they won by 27. Like, it's like, that. And, and also, not to be forgotten, their third quarter problems have been huge this year. And they actually played a decent third quarter this time around. So hopefully it's a sign of things to come. But also the Bulls are one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. So I'm really not sure how much to read into it. Um, but I do have a fun stat for you guys uh, on our on our way out the door here because I decided to look at 
lowest win share total, not even depending on age, just who has the worst win share total in the NBA this year. It is still Jordan Poole, in case you were wondering. Um, but you know there are four players in the NBA this year, 28 years old or older, who have negative win shares as of ent- entering today. And those four players are Markeith Morris, who I didn't even know was still in the NBA, uh, who is at minus 0.1 despite playing four and a half minutes per game in two games, uh, Thanasis, Jav- uh, Javon Carter of the Bulls, and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so those are the four guys. Uh, Sorry, what's the stat? Uh, negative win shares, 28 years older, 28 years old or older. Wow. So far this year. That just goes to show how bad of a season Wiggins has had so far. I mean, because he's a full-time starter playing 27 minutes a game. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that is that's bad. That's bad. I still think he'll figure it out, but yeah, it has not been good. And and not to date this, as we're I mean, granted, we talked about the in-season tournament already, but. Yeah. Um, as we're doing this right now, the Warriors are kind of smacking the Kings. And yeah. um, I don't know Wiggins' stats tonight, but it looked like he was playing better than I've seen him play in a minute from uh, watching it during while we've been talking. Fun fact that I know Dave knows, and I'm, maybe Brandon knows, I did not know Admiral Schofield was still in the NBA. What team is he on? Dave? Uh, is he on the Mavericks? No, Wizards. No, he's on the Magic. Oh. oh, magic, right? Yeah. He was uh, great at Tennessee. Which is funny that he's 26 and he's like the old head on the magic. <laughs> he's 26. He was, he was, yeah, he, he was and a Grant freak Williams at Tennessee. were awesome at yeah. Tennessee that year. Great. They were like number one in the country. Yep. Also, uh, Celtic legend Bruno Fernando, was that who it was? Is that the guy that, you, that was didn't ever play for the Celtics, but he was here? Was yeah, that, he yep. came from Atlanta, yeah. yeah. He's with Atlanta again. Good for him. Chris Dunn, yeah. also, uh, also rocking it still with the Jazz. Corey Joseph. Still. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about Chris Dunn though, because he was an elite defender even yeah. when he was a rookie. Like there's there's a place for those guys in the league. Bull Bull sure. rocking it with the Suns, playing two point three minutes per game. Never mind. Um, a guy, Patrick Perkins, every night says uh, can do it. <laughs> Same as Shaquille O'Neal as well. All these guys think this is because he's seven four. He's uh. Wembenyama is already better than him. Like as well. Yeah, I don't think the, there's. The thing is, the thing is, the excitement around Bol Bol is just because of, like he's huge, because I think he's at this point he's been on enough teams and then no one plays him. Like I think we have to like face reality that like this guy just like doesn't fit. He's like a, he's like a really he's gonna be a really great pro in Europe. He was a Celtic for all of what like twelve hours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was a great time. He's a. He's a He's the equivalent of, like, a 4A player in baseball. Like, he's yeah. just below where he needs to be to play. I think that's a good way to put it. Oh, that'll, uh, that'll get us out the door. Uh, you guys can follow us at CSL Podcast on Twitter. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Uh, we're ed- ed- inching towards uh, episode 300, so uh, stick with us. We'll be, we'll be there soon, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week.